The NFL trade deadline is almost here. I'm hanging out with Big B, Brian Hanley. We're talking about that and so much more coming up on today's Outside the Trenches. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, latest episode of Outside the Trenches. That time of the year, Big B. Halloween just around the corner. And this year, Halloween means trade deadline time, as that is when the NFL trade deadline is. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to Outside the Trenches, brought by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. Big B, how you doing? No Nick today. We're down a man, but uh, how you doing? I am doing all right. I am doing all right. Halloween is almost here. Yes. Uh, my wife decks out our house every year for a crazy Halloween party, so I'm excited. I'm excited. You you've been sending us some pictures in our <laughs> in our group chat, and I've been going through. You guys are ready. Uh, you yeah. guys are fully prepared uh, for <laughs> for the Halloween season. Looks, listen, I'm impressed. I'm impressed at the links you go um, uh, of how far you go for the Halloween season. I've got my uh, tickets for, uh, we'll go to see Five Nights at Freddy's on Halloween. So I got got, got the tickets already ready to go for that. Right, right. Do you guys have any Halloween traditions? I know you guys are big Halloween people. I didn't know if you had any uh, any traditions. No, not really. Not really. We just kind of hang out. Uh, We go to a friend's house. Uh, You know, I I live here in the DFW area. We live in Frisco. Friends live in Plano. And their neighborhood, it looks like, Disney World with the amount of people that are going, kids that are up and down, up and down. It is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. It started at 5.30, Tucker, and it went till 9 o'clock, and it literally looked like you were in Disney World. It was just jammed. You couldn't even drive on the streets. There were so many people. It was incredible. That's insane. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I made a tweet the other day thinking about, like, man, who said that you you ever get too old to go trick or treating? I was like, I kind of just want some candy, so I can I just go go around and just trick or treat. Um, I don't know if that's acceptable, truthfully. But put on a mask; they won't even know. Just put on a mask, walk around; nobody will even know. Dress up like don't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> perfect. Uh, but listen, uh, there's there's a lot of other stuff going on around the NFL. Lots of stuff going on. Um, I, I want to ask you about uh, last weekend and your takeaways from from the last weekend of football. Then we can kind of get into some of the the news or transactions that are happening because stuff's starting to move and shake, especially this time of year. We're getting to uh, what is it, week seven, week eight mm-hmm. this year, this eight. week. So we're we're on to week eight already, uh, which close to that midway point of the season. With there being seventeen games now, there's not really quite. A, there's not a true midway point, uh, but Big B. Your uh, takeaways from last week of, uh, of NFL action? Well, the first thing is, I think we that that big thud that you've heard is, you know, all the, the Brock Purdy fans and the San Francisco 49er fans coming back down to earth. That's number one. Um, two, are, are the Dolphins and the Lions, are they really as good as what people are saying out there? I mean... You know, the Dolphins hadn't hadn't beaten anybody, and they've been beaten by at least two touchdowns by anybody good that they've played. Um, that's no that's another take on it. And then the Lions, everybody gives them credit. Okay, they beat the Chiefs without Kelsey, without Chris Jones. Okay, fine. Who else have they beat? I mean, who who the Lions beat that was any good? And then they just got destroyed by the Ravens. So some things are starting to play out, I think, a little bit as far as you know, everybody just being prisoners of the moment. Football, it's a long season, man, and we're starting to find out some things. You mentioned the Dolphins, and I think that was kind of my biggest takeaway was, uh, like, yeah, you mentioned the two ten times the Dolphins have played a good team hadn't really been close. Uh, yeah. so their defense isn't really up to where it needs to be to the caliber that their offense is, but then, they're all, but then their offense just all of a sudden stops scoring points. Like, it's not a sustainable... Uh, model i guess uh you could say for for uh yeah, the dolphins the, the dolphins had a bad plan against philadelphia too if you watch yeah. the game you know the dolphins deal is trying to get outside they literally tried to run at the strength of 
the Eagles defense by trying to run in between the tackles. I'm like, right, that's not going to work. And it didn't work. And then near the end of the game, they started running wide. I'm like, should have been doing that all along. No, I don't, it was just a bad plan. Yeah, it it was really interesting, especially for how what seems like how brilliant of a mind that uh, you know, that McDaniel is down yeah. there, and it, especially offensively when it comes to schemes and everything like that. I, they're they're a fun offense to watch. I love to watch the offensive innovation that they have there. Uh, but it's just something's not clicking on in, in terms of playing that complementary football. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of the Dolphins, but look at the standings right now. In terms of uh, in terms of the conferences, the Chiefs sit atop of the AFC. Uh, I, I I gotta love it because Big B. After they lost that first game, remember it was uh, the sky's falling. Is this is this it? <laughs> is the time up for the Chiefs? They sit up at the top with six and one record, only six and one record in the AFC as the uh, the Dolphins and the Ravens and the Jaguars all share a five and two record. With various tiebreakers, it goes Dolphins, Ravens, Jaguars, and the Steelers at spot number five. Browns at spot number six, and the Bills at spot number seven. Uh, Big B, you ready to give up on the Bills yet in terms of uh, them making the playoffs? Or do you think that they can uh, sneak their way in there, that seven seed? That's another team, man, that just keeps getting beat for, I mean, for unknown reasons. I just Well, I shouldn't say unknown reasons. Josh Allen, here's the thing. If they just run the football with running backs and stop trying to make Josh Allen play hero ball, I think the Bills are fine. But they won't do that. They just literally won't do that. They won't just let him be the quarterback and go make some the plays that he can make. They they want him to do everything, and he's just not capable of doing that, man. And I don't think he should have to be. I don't think he should have to be. I mean, the Chiefs aren't asking Mahomes to run for 75 yards a game throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. The Chiefs aren't asking him to do that. And, by the way, run over linebackers. And, and just, what, what are we talking about here? You just have them do those things. You have running backs. Let them run the football. Let your defense play complimentary football. But they don't do that. Josh Allen still turns the ball over too much, trying to do too much. I don't know. Still yeah. a lot of football left to be played, but I don't know, man. The Bills, they're not looking great. Josh Allen seemed pretty dejected after that press, the post game press conference. He seemed pretty dejected. I know he's like, oh yeah, still a lot of game, lot, lots of season left. Which, sure, there's over half the season left. But to get to start your first half of the season the way the Bills have, less than ideal for the for the folks over there at Buffalo. Um, and I, they'll probably beat the Chiefs in the regular season because just that's just how it happens. Like they always beat the Chiefs in the regular season, but then when they meet in the playoffs, the Chiefs will. Find a way to pull out a victory, but I think that Josh Allen, I, I've had this conversation with several people. His highs are incredibly high, but his lows are incredibly low uh, in terms of of how he plays because he can make some insane throws. That I'm just I watch him like wow, yeah. that is that is incredible that he can do that. He I think that he's probably the the second best quarterback talent wise in 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 the NFL, but at the same time, you also watch some of his decisions and you're like. Did Nathan Peterman switch bodies with him? Like what? <laughs> what? What is going on? And that's it's so confusing to me that the, just the dichotomy of uh, of of Josh Allen, the two different Josh Allens, like the devil and the angel on the shoulder, right? Of which yeah. Josh Allen are you going to get that day? And it, and it just depends. Uh, I am wearing a Buffalo hat. Shout out to Justin Hutchins for <laughs> noticing that. It's Casey Buffalo Company. They sell uh, buffalo meat. Very good stuff. Love uh, Brad Batchelder over there at Casey Buffalo Company and, and Batchelder Family Farms over there. Uh, they support us. And so, obviously, I got I to gotta support those guys out there at, at Batchelder Family Farms and Casey Buffalo. Listen, we got something cooking up for the Buffalo game. Just, just I'm playing a seat. Something cooking for the <laughs> Buffalo game. But, um, yeah, I, I do think that, that that's, that's a team that when I looked at the standings, I'm like, wow. Buffalo at seven right now seems uh, very interesting. They're just a spot ahead of, you know, the vaunted Houston Texans of everyone who, who everybody thought would be in the mix here. Uh, but we, I, Big B, I need to talk about your uh, your AFC North because you look at it now. Three teams right now, if the playoffs were to start today, would be in from the AFC North. Uh, tough division, a division built on defenses, essentially. They got some right. weird stuff going on with the Browns over there with the quarterback situation. Not really sure what's going on over there. Uh, but uh, very tough division. The Ravens playing well this year. Uh, really, all the teams playing well. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. 
if the the division or if the the season ended today, three teams would be in. The Bengals wouldn't be one of those. That's yes, the crazy yes. thing. And I still think the Bengals are going to win the division. So that's why I know there's a ton of football that is still left. The one thing that I do know, though, and I brought it up last week, those pesky Pittsburgh Steelers keep winning football games. Now, it's on smoke and mirrors. <laughs> I'll admit, I mean, they don't even turn the offense on until the fourth quarter. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> apparently that's that's the secret sauce. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, man, it's a good division. The Ravens put their best foot forward against the Lions. Lamar Jackson yeah. played an incredible game. Must have been the the day that – because I, I, I've still said it from the very beginning. I think the two best quarterbacks in the league are Patrick Mahomes and, jo- and Lamar Jackson. I thought they were going to have mm-hmm. the two best seasons. And they must have called each other before the game and said, hey, man, let's put our foot down on the gas today because both of them just absolutely put on an absolute show. Just a clinic on how to play quarterback. I'm glad that you brought that up about Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes, I don't want to say quietly had some pretty had some not Patrick Mahomes like games this season because I, I think we were aware of that right that Patrick Mahomes right. wasn't playing like uh, like 2018 Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing like 2022 Patrick Mahomes and he's always going to be compared Patrick Mahomes at the level where he's always going to be compared to his past season or his other seasons it's his standards different right than all these other quarterbacks is going to be and, and I think people in Kansas City know that by now like. But he hadn't played to the Mahomes standard yet, and it was against the Chargers, which you know the biggest threat to them in the in the AFC West. Where he said, "All right, in case y'all forgot," type of game. Uh, he goes out there, throws for three hundred plus in the first half. Travis Kelsey has over a hundred in the first half. I thought for a second there he was gonna set his seat, his uh, his his career high, which was I think it was. High four hundreds, and it was the Monday night game against the Rams. Him and Jared Goff kind of going at it. As you, you know, when you think of Jared Goff Rams teams, you think about uh, the high potent offense that they had there. But uh, both teams just didn't play defense in that game. But Patrick Mahomes, man, if he plays like that all year with the defense that they have, yeah, Whoa. I I don't know if I don't know if many people can 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 stop them because the defense is looking. Very good. I think Field Yates tweeted out earlier this week that the Chiefs are the only team, the only defense that hasn't allowed their opponents to score more than 21 points, um, which is a wild stat eight weeks into the season, going into the eighth week of the season, where they're going to face the Denver Broncos, who they have beaten uh, 16 straight times now, 2015. The last quarterback to beat uh, uh, was Peyton Manning to beat the Chiefs. So just think about that, uh, how long ago that was. But, uh, yeah, so a lot, a lot of interesting moving parts, and that's just the AFC. We didn't really hit on the NFC all that much because, you know, I think as, as Chiefs fans and Big B, you're a Steelers fan, I, I don't know how this goes for you. Personally, for me, I don't pay attention a whole lot to the NFC side of things. Like, when I see, you know, the, the Eagles and Cowboys are playing, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting game. I'll watch that game. But I'm not like, oh, I need to watch this NFC showdown going on. And that could be because, as uh, producer Nick puts in the chat here, NFC is just not as good as the AFC. No, that's the one. That was the main thing is, is that there's a few good teams that are in the NFC, but other than that, they're they're not really good. And I won't pay attention even for fantasy football. I'm just like I'll change it around or whatever. But the AFC has so many more good teams than the NFC. It's I mean it's it's almost a joke at this point. And one of that is because the quarterback play is so good. I mean, you look at the quarterback play like in the the NFC South. I mean, it's horrendous what's going on there, you know? So it's just like, well, who, I mean, who, nobody even wants to win that division. So it's, no. it's tough to watch. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm the same way with you, Tucker. I don't pay that much attention to it. Unless it's our man Brock Purdy that's choking up a storm. I'll, I'll tune into that because, you know, as a, a he went to Iowa State, I, there's so many people that have texted me and tweeted me, oh, look at Brock Purdy. You were wrong, Brian. Yeah, well, was, was I wrong? I said, just get a little game pressure, and he'll turn into that Iowa State Brock Purdy. And lo and behold, two games with game pressure, and he's turned into that Brock Purdy. So it is what it is. I kind of gave him a little bit of a pass for the for the Browns game, right? Good defense. There was weather. Okay, I got. I'll, I'll be like, all right, I'll, I'll allow the the and one. He did get him in contention at the end of the game, so I gave him some credit for that. You're right. He did. He also lost every single uh, Infinity Stone in his in, in his gauntlet. You know, so <laughs> it, what, what was he supposed to do? Right? Yeah, he lost them all. 
Uh, so when I when going into Minnesota, I remember actually being in the office and looking at that game and thinking, let's take San Francisco minus whatever because they'll probably cover. Like Minnesota, Chiefs just played Minnesota. They weren't that good. Like I wasn't impressed by Minnesota. Um, no. And the Chiefs office didn't even play that good that game. Uh, San Francisco, I think, was going into that game. I was like, oh, San Francisco, probably will, the best team in the in the in the country in the league. Is what you say? This isn't college football. Uh, best best team in the league. So I was like, oh, I'll just take Midas, San Francisco, whatever. Uh, sure. That obviously was not a good bet, and I'm glad I didn't do that uh, because I wouldn't. That wouldn't have hit uh, oh. from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. But I was kind of surprised by that game. I don't know about you, Big B, but I, that game kind of surprised me a little bit. It did. What What's really surprised me is that we saw the offensive line of the Vikings and against yes. the Chiefs, and they were not good. They, I mean, to say they were not good is being kind. No sacks given up against San Francisco. Mm. Gave up no sacks, and they literally went up and down the field like they were doing wind sprints. I mean, Kirk Cousins, primetime Kirk, everybody's making fun of him. And yep. for good reason, he stunk in primetime over his career. He might as well have been Joe Montana out there. He's just absolutely killing them. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And that was without Justin Jefferson. Without right. Justin Jefferson, they oh went God. up and down the field against the 49ers, who we all thought, and, and for good reason, had the best defense in the league. It, it just, it couldn't have, I mean, there was a people that, a lot of people lost a lot of money on that game. A yeah. lot of money, for sure. Vegas, that's how Vegas is built. Right there. That's literally how Vegas is built. On games like that. Before we hit a break, Big B, yeah. this exercise was played out in a group chat that I that I was in, and I have the list right here that I kind of made uh, on another sheet of paper. How many quarterbacks? I, and I didn't really give you a heads up for this, and we were going to talk about this, so this is going to be this going to be off the top of your head. How many quarterbacks in the NFL would you take over Brockford? Ooh, I mean, I've answered that question several times. Probably twelve. I would guess twelve. I had 10 down, is what I wrote down. I wrote down. 10 is a good number, too. But uh-huh. anywhere between 10 and 12. It, it depends on, like, when you start getting down there, like, would you take Dak over him? Me, personally, right. I would probably take Purdy over Dak. The way that Dak's been playing, yes. I would take Purdy. Uh, but so it just depends. Uh, 10 to 12 is a good number, but that's how many people that I would take before him. I mean, mm-hmm. heck, I would take... Two quarterbacks in the AFC West over him. Um, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, actually. sorry. Yeah, I would take two. Um, I would take Burrow over him, Allen over him, Lamar over him. Um, Tua, I would take Tua over him. Yep. Um, I don't think I would take. Obviously, I wouldn't take Wilson over him. Uh, and Mac Jones, I wouldn't take him. I would take Lawrence yep. over him. Um, let's see who else is out there. Nobody else because I'm not taking basket case Tannehill. Uh, I'm not taking him. <laughs> um, Str- now Stroud is interesting, but I mean they're kind of close to proving the same amount of stuff. But I don't think you can say Stroud just because he hasn't played as many games, hasn't won as many games. But I wouldn't say Stroud. Um, you go to the let's see, that's all the division in the AFC, isn't it? North, South, East. Yep. Yeah, and it gets then, it gets thin in the NFC. Yeah, I would take Hertz over yeah. him for sure. Yeah. Um, not Daniel Jones, not Dak. I would take Cousins over him. Okay. Um, a lot of people, and that's where some people, eh, I don't know, but I would definitely, I I would take Cousins over him. So I would take Golf over him as well. Yes, uh, so that's what I had. I had Stroud and Anthony Richardson down as well, just because of based yeah. off like pure talent. I would take both of those guys. Um. I think that that Brock Purdy is just a younger Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. You know, the thing about it is, is that I hate on Brock Purdy because I think it's funny, but Brock Purdy is—he's a good quarterback. To say that he's bad is silly. People that say, "Oh, he's terrible," we didn't think he was any good. Come on now, the guy has proven to be a good quarterback. I don't care where he was drafted. That doesn't mean anything to me at this point because yeah. he's playing on the football field and he's producing. Yes, he's got a ton of weapons around him, but you also can't knock people for playing with good players. 
you know, I know some, for so long people say, oh, well, he wouldn't be as good, and maybe not, but you can't tell me that I'm not a good player. It's like saying that Joe Montana wasn't a good quarterback because Jerry Rice was a receiver. I mean, that's insane to say stuff like that. Or Travis Kelsey's not a good tight end because Patrick Mahomes throws him the ball, or vice versa. Yeah, You can't knock guys for playing with good people. Now, you can say that they have a loaded roster around him, so he's just a kind of a plug-and-play guy, but I think he's playing better than what Jimmy Garoppolo was doing. For sure he is. So that's just my thoughts. There's a group of quarterbacks of like, you brought up Dak. I put Dak in this group. It's it's Dak, Kirk Cousins, Kyler, and Geno that I think that I could kind of, you could convince me either way to take him or not take him. Uh, I think about Geno. Geno's tough. I, I would take Purdy over Geno. Geno's playing bad this year. I think I looks think, like Geno's going back to the decade on the bench. Geno, I take. I mean, out of everybody in the in the group message, I took Brock out of those four. But like, those gotcha. were the four that were like the contested ones of like, okay, those are the yeah. bubble guys right there in terms of that where you slot him in. But I think you make a good point. Uh, he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's generational. No, he's not uh, generational. Or people saying. The word that that gets thrown out there, you know, the social media word, elite. Yes. Elite. And Brock Purdy is anything but elite. First of all, he doesn't even, he doesn't drive the ball down the field. So that's the first thing. That's right. He does not drive the ball down the field. So that becomes a problem. And what Minnesota just said was, look, we're not going, we're going to put all these guys at the line of scrimmage. We're not going to let you run the football. So McCaffrey's not going to beat us. I dare you to throw it over our head. And he can't challenge people down the field like that. He doesn't have the arm for that. He doesn't. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we will talk uh, trade deadlines, some players who could be on the move, some teams who might want to be making some moves coming up right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for those jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Relish the best of autumn with fall flavors, our limited-time only hearty, comforting meals featuring seasonal veggies like cranberry pecan chicken and apple Dijon pork chops, ready in just two minutes. They'll satisfy your fall cravings during the busy season without the hassle. Looking for calorie-conscious options during the busy season? Try delicious, dietitian-approved, calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Head to factormeals.com slash KCSN50 and use code KCSN50 to get 50% off. That's code KCSN50 at factormeals.com slash KCSN50 to get 50% off. Hey everyone, this is BJ Kissel and I want to tell you about our friends at Batchelder Family Farms and KC Buffalo Company. Located in Belton, Missouri on the south end of Kansas City, This family-owned business has been taking care of Chiefs Kingdom's meat needs for nearly 100 years, even before Chiefs Kingdom. But it's where you want to get your meat going forward. Whether you're looking for the most flavorful steaks, beef, roasts, or even bison meat, they've got you covered. They've got all the cuts on their grass-fed, hormone-free bison and beef products. Check out Batchelder Family Farms. Support local. Support good meat. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. Big B, we are at trade deadline talk. As I mean, as we talked about at the top of the show, Halloween time is that is the trade deadline. I believe it's like four Eastern, three Central time is the yep. trade deadline. Um, so let's talk about some things, some some teams that could be on the hunt. First, I mean, I think we need to mention that the Titans uh, traded away Kevin Byard for. Uh, uh, I, what the Titans are doing is so confusing to me. I don't understand what is going on. Um, but anyway, they traded Kevin Byard to the Eagles. The Eagles sent somebody back, right? They sent somebody to them. Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds, that's right. Uh, yep. Who just didn't really kind of... No. I mean, he, he didn't... No. Cool signing by them. Like they signed, I was like, oh, that's interesting. It just didn't work. Um, and he probably fits better in, in Tennessee. Um truthfully in that defense and he would in, in, in there but the, the Chiefs obviously trading for McCole Harbin so those are a couple of trades that have happened there's those are the two only notable ones really that have happened so far uh but as we get closer as we inch ever so closer to this trade deadline uh Big B do you think we'll see uh, some more movement because of the parity this year that we've seen with some of these teams or do you think the parity hurts uh some of the maybe the, the teams that could be in the home for some players I actually do, because this is one of those years, Tucker, where a lot of guys are on like the last year of their deal, making a bunch of money, and they're a little, little bit older and can go help a team. I just think this is the year where the NFL is catching up to the other sports that are making these deadline moves because, hey, we're out of it. And I think teams are like, you know what, we're out of it now. If we can play better, get this off the books blah, 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 and, and see what happens. But a team like the Giants, Tennessee, like we've seen, the Broncos, I think those teams, while not necessarily giving up, but they've given up. You know, they're, they're right. looking to try to, to improve their team for next year, get draft, pick back, draft picks back. Um, so I think this is a year where there's going to be a lot of movement at the trade deadline. So we saw the Chiefs make a move for McCall Hardman, Comes in has a has an impact to the first game that he's in there with that with that big punt return. I think it was a second one of the second longest uh, returns. I have to look that stat up again. And, and it was a lot. It was one. It was something crazy. And the other longest was like McCall Hardman as well. I'll look that up. But I want I want to ask you, Big B. Do you think the Chiefs need to make another move? It seemed like they got some stuff figured out on the defensive side of the ball. Could they add another pass rusher, Frank Clark, who we kind of I think we all kind of anticipated him to sign to yeah. with Kansas City. Says, no, nah, I'm going back to Seattle uh, to sign a deal, which he goes straight to the 53-man roster. I just assume, based on that, I don't know. I'm not reporting anything. I don't know anything, right? But I assume that Seattle said, hey, we'll give you an active 53-man roster spot. And the Chiefs were like, hey, we'll give you a practice squad spot. Yeah. He said, I'll take I'll take the active 53 spot. Um, don't blame him at all. And I think that's kind of what sure. happened kind of in, uh, in Denver a little bit, too. They gave him more money than I think the Chiefs were willing to give him, too. So... Shout out to Frank. Glad he's uh, glad he's landed on his feet and everything like that. Uh, but I think a lot of people assumed that Frank Clark would be back in Kansas City. He's not. Do you think the Chiefs need to make another move uh, for the defense to kind of shore up some depth? We saw Nick Bolton go down with an injury. Do you think they need to shore up some depth, or do you think it's more on the offensive side of the ball, or do you think they should just stay pat right now? I think the 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 defensive side of the ball. I I, I wouldn't mind them getting another pass rusher. I know the Chiefs have a bunch of pass rushers. Uh, but they're not necessarily difference makers. You know, you knew Frank Clark, although he wasn't going to be great in a regular season, you knew in the playoffs he was going to show up. Oh, he was going to show up and he was going to do his thing. So I think they could they they would do themselves wise to go out and try to find another pass rusher. Now, Daniel Hunter, I don't know if they go out and get him, right. but I, I don't think it's out of the question that they go out and try to get I mean, the guy's leading the league in sacks thing about that is I don't think Minnesota is giving up because if you look at Minnesota's next eight games, they got a chance to win six of those games and looks like Detroit might be coming back to the pack. Not a, a whole lot of great teams in the NFC anyway, 
I think Minnesota's thinking we can make the playoffs. So it, I, that's a that's one out there that two weeks ago everybody said, "Yep, go get him." Now, not so much. So we'll see. Um, but I think the Chiefs absolutely could do themselves some favors by go, looking for another pass rusher and also another receiver. I, I, I think mm. they can still go find another receiver. We love the Hardman pickup. Rasheed Rice is starting to to turn in to what everybody thought that he was going to turn into. Um, yeah. And he's getting better, and Mahomes trusts him. That's the main thing. He's earned some some trust from Mahomes. But I think if they went and got another guy, uh, another red zone weapon, I think that they would be doing themselves some, uh, a, a, a huge favor. I think so, too. Um, I'll just look at the chat. Uh Justin Hutchins asked, uh, will the Chiefs make one more move before Tuesday and will the, will the Chiefs trade Clyde? I don't think they're trading Clyde. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a part of the deal. I've seen some people throw out trading for a running back. I don't think that'll be a part of the deal as well. Um, when you mentioned pass rushers, there's a name that's been thrown out there, I think for like, it feels like three years now. It's probably just been two, but Brian Burns out there in Carolina. Uh I would love to see him in a Steve Spagnuolo defense and yeah. how, with him out there. Um, and just Chase Young, another guy who is he's yeah. coming up on. I think he's either in the final year of his deal or he has the option left on the fifth year. They didn't uh, pick up Chase Young's option. Okay, so they didn't pick it up. So he's in the last year of that deal yep. then. Um, yep. So he would be a free agent going to th- man. Chase Young would be fun guy to, to mix into with this offense. I think Montez Sweat also is kind of available at Washington. Washington's in kind of a limbo spot anyway right now yeah. uh, with just like what they want to do with the future. And you mentioned Daniel Daniel Hunter. I don't I don't think that that's going to be one, but it could be interesting, as you mentioned, for them to pick up a pass rusher. Chris Jones said it when obviously in reference to Frank Clark, him and Frank Clark are buddies, but he said you can never have too many pass rushers. Nope. And nope. that shows that shows evident when it comes late in the season, late in the, when you're making these runs to uh, to the Super Bowl. When you can throw waves of guys out there, waves of pass rushers out there, fresh legs against offensive linemen that have been playing for four quarters. Yep, it's gonna it's gonna fare pretty well. But I think that's uh, that's a, that's a really interesting one. I, I see a uh, draw bomb in the chat here. He's throughout Hollywood Brown as terms of wide receiver. I don't know if the Chiefs will. Uh, well, the tough part about Hollywood Brown is his contract. Um, yeah. That's going to be the hard part because the Chiefs don't have a ton of cap and they don't have a ton of cap flexibility. So they're gonna have to get a guy. They're gonna have to trade for a guy on a rookie deal, or uh, or a cheap vet men. It's also deal. not that much of a red zone threat either. Yeah, I and I don't. His skill set seemingly overlaps with a lot of the receivers that the Chiefs Correct. already have on the team. So it seems like the skill set would be redundant. I don't want to say irrelevant because, like, I think Hollywood Brown's a phenomenal wide receiver, um, and I think that. Put him in the offense. He's probably he's probably taking some reps away from Sky Moore. He's probably taking some reps away from some of the guys that you do want to see out there. And you mentioned with Rasheed Rice doing what he's doing now and just kind of using him differently than they use him at SMU um, is has been a really has been a really cool thing uh, for the Chiefs offense. But that's that's kind of the million dollar question. Right? As if the Chiefs do make a move before Tuesday, what is it going to be? I assume it would be a a depth type signing or depth type trade. Uh, for low uh, capital in terms of, of what they want to give up. I don't anticipate them making a splash trade, right, is what I should say. Um, and if they do, more power to them. I just don't think they have enough capped room, cap space to fit in a guy with a contract like Hollywood Brown or didn't Brian Burns just sign a new contract too? Or I, I think Adam Thielen has a three-year deal as well, which, which has been a name that's thrown out there a little bit. Uh, DJ Moore has a new deal, another name that's been thrown out there. Yeah, those guys make way too much money. They, 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 yeah, that's too big of a cap hit for him. Would it be fun? Absolutely. I'm not debating that at all. Would absolutely love to see those guys uh, with with Patrick Mahomes. DeAndre Hopkins, another one that, that like, one of the Titans going to be selling. Why don't you call him about DeAndre Hopkins? It's going to be a lot of money. Uh, a lot of money on the books there for. Well, one Hopkins. of the things, though, is that you can manipulate it a little bit and, and those sure. other teams can pick up some of that money if they really are trying to get rid of the guy. So. We'll see. We'll see how it happens. Uh, but you're right. They're gonna have to fit it in money wise. Chiefs don't have a ton, but yeah. there, there's there's always a way. There's always a way. If if we've learned anything in the Patrick Mahomes era of the Kansas City Chiefs football, they can finagle that capital. Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. 
there there's different ways that they can fit uh, fit some guys in. But uh, Big B, I want you to pick offense or defense. Which way do you want to go with this? Uh, let's say offense. Because there's two guys I got on the top of my head. One plays offense, one plays defense, and we can talk about uh, in terms of the trade deadline. Uh, first, I want to answer this question from uh, from Brendan uh, Veith. Sorry if I pronounced that your last name wrong. What about trading for Juju back? Again, that's come. Yeah, I, I think there's something wrong with his knee. That's right. Um, and I think yeah. the Chiefs knew that. I think they, the Chiefs one hundred percent knew that that yeah. there was something wrong with his knee. That's why they didn't re-sign him. And he signed a three-year, eleven million is what I think it was, or something yep. like that. Three-year, three-year, eleven per year. I think it was. so. It's yeah, three, it's year, like three years, thirty-three million. Uh, his he's had a knee issue going back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He the he just can't play football anymore. I don't even think he's playing right now because he's hurt. He was out. Yeah, I have yeah. him on my fantasy team. He's out just on my bench. But um, I don't think I've played Juju at all this year in fantasy. Now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. He. I mean, I, I love what he did last year, but I, th- I think the great knew that they got everything that he had left. Because I think the Chiefs would have, if he had something left, I absolutely believe the Chiefs would have signed him back. And I think they just knew, no, he he can't do it anymore. Well, here's my theory. Here's my theory of what I think happened with him is that they saw what he did and and he played well. Like he he gave it. That was like a a, re, a bounce back rebound year for Juju. Shout out for him coming there and getting the money that he did. Right, three years for thirty three was probably more than he was going to get. Over sure. Pittsburgh, he got more. He didn't get that much when he left Pittsburgh. Nope. Uh, so when he signed with the Chiefs, it was like, okay, one year prove it deal. He did it. He proved it. The Chiefs probably gave them a number and said, okay, this is if you want to come back. They said, go check it out. Go 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 date other people. Go go talk around. But just know you got this number right here. Right. Just know you got this. And he got something better. Good for him. Glad he got the money. Everything like that. But I don't think Juju's coming back. But you said offense. Yes. I want to talk about. Derek Henry. Is he going to be on the move? His age, does that play into it? Are there any teams that could be interested in a Derek Henry type guy? There's one team in that uh, vaunted AFC North that I'm thinking of that uh, lost a running back that might be able to use another one. Well, I know that they're talking about, well, the one team, there's two teams actually. A lot. There's been a lot That's of players about the Cleveland Browns. He doesn't fit what Cleveland's trying to do. I know Nick Chubb was there and he's a runner, but they kind of replaced Nick Chubb with what they try to do. I think they fit Nick Chubb in because he was so good and their line is good outside of Jedrick Wills, but their line is so good. So I think they just fit Nick Chubb in and say, we got to give this guy the ball, but they want a guy like Kareem Hunt uh, or Jerome Ford. That's kind of what Cleveland wants to do. The team that everybody should be worried about is the Baltimore Ravens. If the Baltimore Ravens get Derrick Henry, it might be canceled Christmas. So that's the team that everybody should be worried about getting Derrick Henry. Because if you look at the Ravens' backfield, Justice Hill and, um, oh, I can't remember his name. Um, But they're, I mean, they're just average guys. They're just average guys. Yeah. And... If Derrick Henry goes to Baltimore, it's a problem. I'm just for everybody, not just the Chiefs. Or it's a problem for everybody. So gotta hope, as Chiefs fan, that that doesn't happen because you put him in the backfield with Lamar Jackson with the weapons that they have on the outside and their offensive line starting to gel. I, I'm not sure how you stop them. I, I really don't. I'm not sure how you stop them. And uh, what I think is interesting about Derrick Henry is I, I think that. The Titans have kind of built their offense around Derrick Henry, right? Yes. Kind of the same way that the Ravens have built their offense around Lamar. Correct. Like, Lamar Lamar wasn't going to be able to plug and play into any other offense and be Lamar, right? Correct. I don't know if Derrick Henry can plug and play into any other offense and be Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry's a freak of nature, and I'm not going to underestimate him at all, but you bring up the Ravens, and that's like, well, uh, because they love to run the ball. And imagine a, a little triple option there with uh with or Derrick just Henry. A read option. You got a read option well, and with Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson. I mean, what do you do? That's like a fantasy football backfield. I mean, well, seriously, I mean, when you think about it. Oh well, running yeah. downhill with Derrick Henry, do I take him or do I take Lamar Jackson? 
know, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it wouldn't be fair. So I'm not saying they'd be unbeatable. I'm not saying that because we've seen Lamar in the playoffs. Right. I'm just saying it would be a problem. Wouldn't be very fun. All right, let's get to the defense. <laughs> let's get to the one defensive player that I had. Uh, okay. Been thinking on one of the Chiefs opponents coming up this week. It's Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons always has uh, the number of 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 uh, Patrick Mahomes too. Seems to always get an interception when the Chiefs play the Broncos. Really good. He is good. Could the Broncos be wanting to move on from him? I know Passer Tan's been thrown out there too. I think it's a little too quick for them wanting to trade Passer Tan. I'm not, I'm not into that one. Jerry Judy again, another guy who's been thrown out there. But the Broncos have said no, we're not going to trade him. Passer Tan or not Passer Tan. Justin Simmons is a guy that could be traded. Uh, what do you think that, you know, that he, how do I want to word this? Big B? Where do you think he gets moved and what kind of team do you think he goes to? Well, um, I, I mean, the Broncos aren't winning anything. I no. mean, let's say they're not winning anything. So if the Broncos are smart, the Broncos uh, probably understand they have to do a complete overhaul of their roster to be any good. So while Justin Simmons is a good football player, he's not going to help you two, three years down the road. You need draft picks. That's what you need as the Broncos to rebuild your roster. So I think he does get moved if the Broncos are smart. So that's, you know, yet to be seen if they are or not on that that front. But if they are, they move them, and it's going to have to be to a team that's contender, If again, if the Broncos are smart. Because if they're... First of all, nobody else is going to want to trade for them. So if you're not a contender, they don't want them. They don't need them. They're, they're trying to do the same thing you are. So I think he goes to a contender. Um, I don't know. I mean, he could go to like, I wouldn't say like the Jets or anybody like that, but put him over. I mean, he can't go to Philly. I mean, gee, many Christmas. I mean, Philly's got everybody. I know. So he can't go there. <laughs> so, I, I mean, but... I could see him going to uh, a Buffalo, possibly. See, an interesting thought that I had was Miami. It seems like Miami's got a lot of injuries back yeah, there. So it seemed like do. he would kind of fit in there. Yeah, in Miami, in terms of in terms of their secondary, I don't know, like scheme wise, how how fit and everything like that. But just in terms of like personnel, they need the help for sure. They do. Yeah. So that was the we was thinking of on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, Big B. There's so much gonna going on, so much happening, and we're hitting a hitting a time of the uh, sports equinox. We're getting days where I think, uh, I believe it's Monday. I believe next Monday is a sports equinox day where you have the NBA, you have the NFL, you have the NHL, and oh, the World Series World going on Series. all at the same time. Those are beautiful, and there's no better time to be on DraftKings Sportsbook than during a uh, as a uh, sports equinox day and nba fans the wait is over basketball is back in DraftKings sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the nfl is celebrating with an unbeatable offer new customers can score 200 dollars instantly in bonus bets for throwing down five dollars on the nba win or lose it doesn't matter you'll start the season with an instant dub like my orlando magic and with the DraftKings parlays everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Big B, we've hit the time of the night where it's time to round out the show with a blind nil, the brainchild of Nick Lecky, who is not here tonight, sadly. Um, but we we persevere, Big B. Do you want to start us off with uh, with your blind nil? Sure. Um, you know, I, I'm sticking with the Halloween theme until Halloween is over. I'm sticking with the theme. Uh, do we do candy corn or do we not? And I guess the better question is, 
what is your favorite Halloween candy? And then what is your least favorite Halloween candy? So I guess it's a two-parter. Yeah, no. Two-parter. I do candy corn. Yes, I like cream. Um, I realize that's a, that's a, I'm in the minority there. I realize. Nah, the people that don't eat candy corn are weird. That's all I'm going to say. People that don't like it are weird. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. I, I think it's, I love it. I like the little pumpkins too. I like oh, yeah. all of them. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend Tara doesn't like candy corn. So she has like, she sets out the, the decorations, not quite to the extent of your wife does, but she sets out the decorations as well. And she likes to have a jar of candy corn, but I, she doesn't want me to eat the candy corn. And I said, you can't just set out, you can't have a oh. jar of candy corn and not have me eat. She said, that's my display candy corn. I said, that's, that's torture. That is. So we, we have to buy separate bags of candy corn for me to eat. She doesn't like candy corn. So I get all the candy corn to myself, except the stuff uh, that is the display candy corn. But I'm a big fan of candy corn. I like the Reese's pumpkins. Yeah. The pumpkin Reese's. They're much oh, yeah. like the Reese's eggs, which are very good. Least favorite candy. Um, I'm not a big black licorice fan. Nah, I'm not a big fan of that. So I, there's some black licorice uh, candies and stuff like that. That's not that's just the first candy that I don't like that comes in my head. I like a lot of candy. That might come as a shocker. People might look at me <laughs> and say like, "Oh, yeah, no, really, you like a lot of candy." Uh, but there's not a lot of things that I don't like in terms of. But black licorice is just one of those things. Oof, nah. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Whoppers. I am not a fan of the Whopper. Here, April H again in here. Oh, yeah, she she doesn't like candy corn by itself. That's why I say people that don't like candy corn are weird. But if you put it with peanuts, it tastes like a payday. And that's, she loves Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, I, I don't even, I'm not, uh, I don't eat nuts. And I'm just not that person. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I don't do it. So she just, she won't eat candy corn by itself. But if you put nut, you know, and a lot of people do that. A lot of people yeah. do that. You mix it in there, tastes like a payday. People love it. So, but my favorite, I'm pretty simple as far as my favorite Halloween candy is Kit Kat. Yeah. I could eat Kit Kats. And again, my dad, my goodness, God rest, bless his soul. And he just, the man, you, you know how that goes. Oh, I got to check the candy. Uh huh. See, you know, if, if, you know, if it's poison, I'm like, but you're eating it. Oh, I, that used to be the thing that I never said it. But I was always thinking, I'm like, you're eating the candy. So if it is poison, what, what what are we doing here? You know, half my bag would be gone. But he knew. And that I love my dad to death. He always left the Kit Kats because he knew that was my favorite thing. Mm. So you leave me the Kit Kats. But everything else, just gobble, gobble, gobble. He's like, hungry hippo eating my candy. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I do, man. See, I might have to go trick or treating again so I can have that bag full of candy. You. I told the, you. The max. No diversity. Nobody will know. Just don't say anything. <laughs> Blend in with a group of teenagers. You'll be all true. I'm not that tall. Uh, there's there gotta be. Go. There's gotta be some a group of of large kids I can I can blend in with. Absolutely. I'm going to a Halloween party. Maybe this should be my blight nail. Um. But yeah, maybe I'll make it my butt. No, I'm going to a Halloween party this weekend, and it's it's a uh, it's a costume party. Mm -hmm. I don't have a costume yet. I gotta figure out a costume. I know. Uh, so I, I don't really want. I want it to be. I don't want it to be like, oh, you obviously threw that together last minute. So I want it to be like somewhat thought out. Right. Uh, the Kevin James meme was thrown out there, and some chance <laughs> that I, I could be. But uh, no, I've just been brainstorming on costumes. Uh, that I could do good. I could run down to the Spirit of Halloween store, get one of those, like, uh, see, I don't want to do, like, grab a banana suit or something like that, or one of those, like, <laughs> like riding a T-Rex. Have you ever seen those those yes. Halloween costumes? Yes. Oh, kind of yeah. cool, though. They are. They are. So you and the girlfriend, you guys don't go as a tandem together. Well, we are. Uh, okay. um, we are. So that's probably... That's probably why I didn't do the Kevin James meme because it was like, I've got a costume now. What are you going to do? Type of deal. Uh, but it, it has to be some sort of, of tandem costume that I'm that, that we're trying to awesome. think of. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, our Halloween party is at our house. I can't even remember how many years, other than the COVID year. And yeah, I think we even did one during COVID. 
hmm. which was risky. Uh, but we're in Texas, so COVID apparently didn't happen here. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, we've had a, the Halloween party. We used to go to a crazy Halloween party in Overland Park every year, too, before before we moved down here. And then even when we moved down here, we would make a special trip back to uh, a friend's house that had a crazy Halloween party there. Yep. But for us, this year, we are doing Scooby-Doo. So See, I am proud of me, Shaggy. Oh, Shaggy, Shaggy Brian. <laughs> Not that Shaggy. Um, oh, I like. See, I like that idea. That crossed my that crossed my mind of what we could be. Uh, but I don't know. I probably have to do more research. Consult with uh, consult with Tara a little bit. But I've got another one, uh, another blind note that I had written out. Yep. Um. So these days. I'm gonna, we're going to dip a little bit into college football, Big B. I love college Let's football. I know, I know, I know, I know you love college football. Absolutely. Uh, with the recent trend of conference realignment, we're seeing a lot of a lot of different football conferences, specifically a group of five conferences. The Big Twelve is doing it a little bit too, playing on nights other than Saturday. So yeah. they're they're playing on days other than Saturday. The the MAC I feel like started that. Maybe I'm wrong, but it, it just anecdotally feels like the MAC popularized playing in the middle of the week with the matching on Tuesdays. Now you're seeing Conference USA play on Tuesdays. You're seeing games happen on Mondays, Thursdays when we're recording the podcast. Sometimes they're going on Wednesday. I know there's Jacksonville State was playing, uh, a team that has come up from the FCS is being coached by Rich Rodriguez, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, is playing very well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of teams coming up from the FCS ranks that are playing very well, Dennis Fasten being one of them. But I'm curious to, to you, what is your favorite night of the week to be like, man, I don't know what's on. Let me turn on the TV and you see college football. What is that night that you're like, thank goodness there is a Conference USA game on in the middle of the week? I'll be honest. Um, this year with the 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 writer strike, college football has saved me during the week. Because yeah. we are, April and I are, are, television show people like when show we watch television shows during the week that's one of the things now obviously when sports are on we're going to do that but we watch television shows during the week and they haven't been on so it's like okay what are we doing here so so i tuesday nights have been just i'll I'll watch them and usually i didn't never give them a second thought until this year absolutely watch and get into it so tuesday for sure is a day that has saved me and my sports sanity because I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just like, what, what, what am I supposed to do here? I can't watch a bunch of reruns and we watch Netflix shows from time to time. But even then those were getting shut down too, because again, yep. nobody's writing new stuff. So it's just like, okay, what are we doing here? So Tuesday? Yeah, absolutely. I have no problems watching a game now on Tuesday. I love a good Thursday game because it will give me an excuse not to watch the awful Thursday night football product. Wow. Um, I can't remember. Oh, James Madison was playing. It was last okay. Thursday. James Madison was playing, and they actually play some fun football. I don't know if you watched much of James Madison. Um, they're they're good. They're a wagon. Um, and I was watching them instead of the Thursday night game last week. And it was Gosh. like one of those things, like, thank goodness that, <laughs> that this James Madison football game is on. Or I'd have to watch, I don't even remember who it was last week, uh, the Thursday Night Football game. Saints. Oh, my gosh. And Jacksonville. Yeah. 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 That was a bad game, too. Not only were bad teams, a bad game. Yep. Um, So that's one of those, like, thank goodness uh, that there's. But there's, I mean, as I mentioned, Jacksonville State was playing on Wednesday night. Um, So, I mean, they're, they're all over the place now. The Big 12 is doing Friday nights now. Yes. Um, which I think is like the first major conference to go to a non-Saturday. Um, watch the Friday Night Lights games this year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one thing is, and and that's why I don't like them being on Friday. I yeah. will admit that because I believe Friday should be designated for high school football. For sure. All over the country. So I don't necessarily like any game, college, pro, anything taken away from the high school kids. I, I believe that Friday night is their night. Um, but other than that, you, I mean, you put football on, I'll watch it. 
the NFL stepped on a, a little bit of the college football turf. There was always like a, a gentleman's yeah. agreement, right, with the Black Friday that the yeah. that college football will be Black Friday. They've thrown that out the window. They said we're going to make too much money doing this. It's, oh. uh, it's worth more worth more than our gentleman's agreement. Uh, but Tara and I, you mentioned you mentioned uh, you guys being big into like shows. We have the uh, AMC A list pass. You pay like 20, 20 some odd dollars a month, and you get to see three movies a week for free. So, okay. so I mean, you're going to the IMAX theaters. You get no upcharge for like the IMAX or the Prime or the Dolby, any of the, the any of the nice theaters there that IMAX. So that's what we like to do. So I went and saw Killers of the Flower Moon twice. Spent okay. eight hours of my life in a movie <laughs> theater uh, last weekend. Uh, I think that that's what we like to do there's more movies coming out like in like christmas time thanksgiving time there's a little bit of a lull right now i'm not huge into like um i think we've talked about this before like exorcist stuff that's too that's too much that's too real for me real that's too real none stuff that's too real for me so i'm not i'm not gonna go see the nun i'm not gonna go see the exorcist um so i've left those movies alone i'm gonna go see five nights at freddy's uh, as i mentioned at the top of the show I think that that's going to be a, a fun one. Yes. Um, just because I know all like there's a lot of lore with the game and everything, and I'm not <laughs> too I'm not too tied in with the game, but I know of the game. I have friends that played the game and everything. Like Do you ever play the game? No. No. Oh no. I like to watch people play the game. If I yes. it, it spikes my anxiety if if I play <laughs> it, I, I'm already too much of an anxious person to be uh to be uh dealing with the jump scare games like that. Right. But, that's part of the reason why I don't like and I may get roped into going to the exorcist because my wife loves all of those things. But to me, it's my anxiety because yes. first of all, I think those things can happen yes. and do happen. And then my anxiety is going to be going through the roof and I'm going to be sitting there on my phone. I just got to get mm-hmm. my phone out and just look at my phone, but she's going to get mad and tell me to put it up and I'm going to be forced to watch it. Oh, it's just brutal. But what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> well, there's some good, there are some good movies coming out though. Uh, yeah, towards Christmas time, I think the Napoleon movie comes out. That should be a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how big you are into movies and everything like that, but uh, I wasn't that big into movies before. Um, but movies can be fun. I, I mean, it, just going to the theater. And I'll be honest with everybody. And you know, I was 75 pounds heavier. I didn't like going to the theater. I just <laughs> didn't. I just, just even though the big seating, it just wasn't that comfortable for me. And even though I'm still a big, big guy, it's I, I've lost 75 pounds, way more comfortable, can move around better. I don't mind going. I don't mind going. It's the it's the vibe. I had a little yes. vibe of the movie theater of just like yes. going and and watching the film, especially with the with uh, Killers of the Far Moon. You know, you don't know how many Scorsese and Leo, Leo movies you're going to get together. Anymore. Exactly. So exactly. that's one of the things where I was like, you know what, I'll 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 spend. Uh, three and a half hours twice. I'll spend eight hours of my life in this movie theater because I don't know. I don't know when I'm gonna when I'm gonna get it. Yeah, Nick. Uh, Nick Springer dropped in the chat. Didn't know it was a book first. Yes, the book actually focuses a little bit different than what uh, Scorsese and then Marty focuses on in the movie. Right. Marty focuses more on like the love story. Um, I had the conversation with somebody on Twitter during halftime of the Chiefs game. Uh, so that's just what I do during halftime of Chiefs games. I talk about other things other than the Chiefs. Uh, Marty focuses on the love story. The book focuses more on like the solving of like the murders and the crimes and everything like that. So it's a good complimentary, uh, complimentary pieces to each other. Um, so listen, I'm always down to talk movies. If anybody wants to talk movies with me, I love to talk movies. I love film. Uh, that's one of my favorite things, but, uh, big B before we go, any, any final thoughts for us? You know, uh, the football season, kind of what you mentioned, Tucker, it's getting close to that halfway point. I mean, 17 games, you really don't have a an exact halfway point. Um, I'm excited about the football season. I, I think the football season has gone well. Uh, although the Chiefs, I think, are separating themselves a little bit, uh, I think their schedule gets a little bit tougher the second half of the season. Yep. Uh, and I think we're still we're going to see some more, some good football coming up down the stretch. Uh, but I, I was excited. I, I shouldn't say I'm excited about teams losing. But I was excited because everybody thought that San Francisco was just so much better than everybody else. Yeah. Well, it turns out they're not. And I like when there is parity. I like parity. You know, and and like I said, I know my Steelers aren't very good. But Dag Nabbit, we're foreign to. How we're foreign to, I don't know. 
but we are four and two. Smoke and mirrors doesn't even do it justice on how. Like I said, we don't even turn on our offense until the fourth quarter. Won't even turn it on. It's just, it doesn't work. Nothing. But you know what? When we turn it on, it works. So I like parody. I just, everybody out there watching and watching football, man, be even more excited because I think the second half of the season is going to be even better. I, I really, mm. really do. I think it's going to be even better. I'm even more excited. Only have so many Sundays. You got to make it. That's right. Only That's got right. Many of them. Uh, a couple of things that I have another that we missed to run through these here. Uh, real quick, Justin Watson returned to practice full participant after his uh, elbow injury. Kind of impressive to be a full participant after that injury that he had like two weeks after. Uh, Zach Ertz placed on Cardinals injured reserve, and Isaiah Wynn was placed on the injured reserve uh, for the Dolphins as well. So a couple of injury notes there. Um, little PTI style there, like things we missed uh, on the on the show that I had down. But um, yeah, that's going to do it for uh, this week's edition of Outside the Trenches. Next week, hopefully we have Nick back. I'd uh, be very excited to have Nick back, get his thoughts on everything going on around the league. But uh, we'll be back next week live uh, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. You can hang out with us if you are listening to the podcast after the fact. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, you can join us live if you are uh, up late. You're hanging out. We're just hanging out here talking some talking some ball, too. So we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us live and listening to it after the fact. That's Big B, Brian Hanley. I'm Tucker Franklin. Thank you to our partners, Five Farms, Irish Cream Liqueur, and our friends at Holiday Distillery. We'll be back next week with another episode. So until then, we'll talk to you later. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.